We have the pleasure of working with interesting, talented, and as you can imagine, very vocal people. So, we decided to bring you stories from the other side of the glass. If you've got a story you want to tell, then this is your chance. To kick things off, our very own Jeremy Wilmot with a true story from his early audio career. Okay. <clears throat> Back in the 1990s, you might remember there was this, um, this group of opera singers called the uh, Three Tenors. Have you heard of those guys? Yeah. Well, they're planning this world tour. It's going to be a huge event, right? So they're coming to Australia. They need a venue. And so when I think of opera in Australia, there's only one sort of venue, you know, White Sails, Sydney Harbour, you know the one I'm talking about? Uh, the Opera House. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the three tenors. They're going to attract quite a crowd. Promoter wants as many bums on seats as possible. So um, instead of booking the Opera House, they book. Welcome back to the Melbourne Cricket Ground. for The this fun. MCG. You know, fair enough. You know, they're not going to do ten shows. You know, they're here for one show only. And, you know, let's face it, uh, the Opera House just doesn't have enough uh, seats. So they, uh, yeah, they go for the MCG. 20,000 people in attendance. Anyway, at the time I was working for this company, uh, we set up big concert PA systems for all these big rock concerts and stuff. You know, real rock and roll, roadie type of stuff, you know. Black shirts, black jeans, it's all black, you know. Anyway, my boss at the time was um, tinkering with this design for a speaker cabinet and he was actually getting some really good results out of it, you know, sounding really good. You know, the way we'd test it is we'd put it on the forklift, we'd take it out onto the street in suburban Botany, that's where the uh, warehouse was, and we'd put it up on the forklift and we'd blast music out over the suburb um, and listen to it and, you know, he'd obviously measure it with, uh, you know, calibrated microphones and stuff. Don't think the neighbours liked it very much, but we were getting a really good sound out of these speaker boxes. And... So he invited the three tenors sound guy to come and have a listen to it. He came out from the States or somewhere, I don't know. And he really liked it. And we got the gig for this Melbourne Cricket Ground three tenors concert. And so uh, we started a uh, production line of building these speaker cabinets. You know, drilling them, gluing them all together, timber and stuff, putting speaker canes in them. We had a real production line going. And uh, we started to put into action this plan to basically um, turn the MCG into an opera theatre. So it comes time, we're loading in all the gear for the uh, concert. My job is I'm in charge of these delay stacks. To fill the grandstand with sound, uh, you need some extra speaker cabinets. Um, anyway, the thing about the delay stacks, right, because, you know, we're filling up the grandstand with sound. The grandstand is like just one giant concrete soundboard. So the sound from the concert wafts up through the grandstand. Hits the grandstand, it's sounding beautiful by the way, it's beautiful sounding PA system. Hits the grandstand and reflects back down onto the pitch of the MCG. So the lucky punters that probably paid $200 a seat, they got to hear the concert twice, two seconds apart. And finally we get to the point, everything's set up. Delay stacks are set up, speakers are set up, lighting's rigged. And in fact, they'd set up uh, backstage um, a little sort of uh, lounge area just for the boys to refresh themselves. And, you know, they're, they're devos. So they, whatever they want, they get, you know. Did you say devo? Yeah. It's the male version of diva. Devos as in the male version of divas. Yeah, so anyway, um, 
everything's set, the orchestra comes, they're having their rehearsal and um, the word's spreading around that they've arrived, they're here, they're in the lounge, they're refreshing and so everyone's a little bit excited, a bit nervous, just want to make sure everything goes well, you know, don't want any big disasters when the, when the guys get here because it's important that they feel comfortable and everything. All three of them come out on stage together and, um, you know, everyone's happy, the orchestra's there, they say hello to the orchestra, the conductor and... Um, have a bit of a laugh and a chat and uh, but anyway before long they get down to having a bit of a sound check you know rehearsal or something and so the orchestra starts playing the conductor starts the orchestra you can see it's leading up to uh, Luciano's cue to start singing and uh, he's sort of caught sight of himself in the big video screen and it distracted him obviously and uh, so he missed his cue and uh, you know, he called over one of his aides and he starts chatting with him. It's in Italian, but, you know, from the hand gestures, you can sort of tell what they're talking about. And they're talking about the video screen and he explains, yeah, well, no, they need to have the video screen so that uh, people up the back can see. And, um, yeah, we, we can't just turn it off. Sorry. You know, he kind of understood. He wasn't that happy about it, but he was ready to continue. OK, um, so the orchestra starts again and coming up to his cue again and and, and again, he's distracted. He, he, he obviously saw himself again in the um, jumbotron, but he must have noticed that he still had his hat on. And so he took his hat off and he starts adjusting his hair, looking at himself in the jumbotron. But again, obviously, he's missed his cue and he's looking around for something and he looks a little bit confused. So he calls over his aide again and he's talking in Italian, so he can't really hear what he's saying, but you can tell by the hand gestures that something's missing. So more people start looking for it and... Uh, Eventually one of the stage crew guys gets called over and he nods and he runs off. You know, he's obviously gone to look for this thing. I mean, the poor bloke must have had to run the length of the MCG and back. Uh, but he comes back, right, and he's got this uh, Perspex stand that's like um, just a baffle between the foldback speaker and um, the microphone of the first violins. So anyway, Luciano's happy now that his Perspex stand is there. He readies himself. So... The conductor cues the orchestra again. They start playing. Luciano takes his hat and his scarf. He places it on the perspex baffle that the guy just went and ran across the MCG for, which is why he got him to go and get it. And he's happy and he's ready. And he starts to sing. His amazing voice carries all the way through the MCG to the grandstand. And all the way back again. Thanks, Jeremy, and thanks to Luciano, Jose, and Placido for their music contributions, as well as Bill Frizzell, Devo, ACDC, Billy Birmingham, and Channel 9 for their cricket theme. And now a special message just for you. Those of you who've hung in there till the very end, have you got a story to tell? If you do, we want to hear it. There's just two simple rules. Keep it short and no script. We look forward to seeing you from the other side of the glass.